Hey guys, and welcome back to 90s Girl Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Sarah. And I'm Hannah. And today we are talking about one of our favorite topics of all time, 90s bands that led up into our music taste today. Hell yeah. Boy bands. The evolution of the boy band. Um, our favorite boy bands. The absolute cultural reset that was 90s music and how that is way better i'm not i'm gonna say it way better in the 2000s music's music's way better now because of the 90s yeah i agree i I can stand by that statement all right so let's bring it back to kindergarten i was in kindergarten in 1998 yeah 98 and somehow, this is when I discovered NSYNC, for starters, Britney Spears, who is not a boy band, obviously, but kind of falls into that same, like, 90s pop category, and Backstreet Boys. And I know there are plenty of others. I know that some of you guys are diehard, like, 98 Degree fans or, you know, whoever, but NSYNC was really where I fell in love with music, I think, at first. In kindergarten? In kindergarten. It's so early. I just remember it was poppin'. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, so I got, I got there self, uh, no, no, it was No Strings Attached. I got No Strings Attached and we had a VHS. <laughs> oh my god, I <laughs> remember that video. Live in Madison Square Garden and it was everything. We had this teeny little TV in our playroom, like 12 by 12, if that little vhs built-in tv 12 by 12 inches (laughs) not feet and honestly that sounds generous when i think about it but basically i would sit and watch this little movie on this tiny tv we probably watched that to shreds oh for sure and it just like I don't know, man. It just hit different than any other music it was like the live concert performance of that CD because that was back yeah that was back when boy bands still like danced they've kind of oh and they did that too yeah and they don't do that anymore so that was a gift to all of us and Mm -hmm. we didn't know how lucky we were to be able to see Justin Timberlake dance like that we still get to see him we still get to see him bust a move sometimes but it's just not the same what does he do now does he still do music music? yeah his own stuff he hasn't put out a song in a long time but or movies I don't know what he's doing He's just living his best life. Justin, what are you doing? Tell us, please. Justin, send us a DM. (laughs) We'd love to have you on the show. Um, Anyway, so pretty much I would say up until sixth grade, it was kind of status quo. I had a kick in late elementary school where I was kind of into country music. I remember that because that's what our mom listened to for the time being. If you're from Atlanta, Kicks 101.5, that was the station. That was it. It was before 94.9, the bull shit Ooh, and oh kicks, no. one, kicks 101 101.5 was where it was at oh yeah absolutely and i think um also we had no choice in what we listened to in the car at that point anyway so whatever was playing was what we listened to right and i i was fine with that like i didn't i didn't dislike it i am not a fan of country music now that's that's for sure but after sixth or after fifth grade is when I think I started kind of getting sort of my own identity and just like figuring out who I was. I was 11 or 12 and pretty much <laughs> so it was Christmas break in sixth grade and I went with some girls from my class to see Cheaper by the Dozen. Oh, and I oh will my God, never. What a gem. I keep telling myself I have to watch it on Disney Plus, and I keep forgetting. It's on Disney Plus. Yes. <gasps> oh man, 
and I'm gonna watch that tonight. That's what I'm doing later. Anyway, so we saw this movie in theaters, and first of all, amazing movie, all star cast, just everyone that was anyone. Mm-hmm. Hilary Duff, Tom, uh, what's his face? Ashton Kutcher was in it. That girl that played, I don't even know what her name is, but his Ashton Kutcher's maybe girlfriend. Mm-hmm. in that movie the oldest sister mm-hmm. yeah just a stacked cast oh allison whatever her last name was from disney channel stoner yes allison stoner yeah and i remember so his name his after name his real name his after name <laughs> <laughs> his real name is jacob smith and i think he's kind of a jesus boy now oh no but we anyways, lost him ladies he was like the skateboarder kid in that movie and i thought he was so cute so in part of that movie they did play um simple plan i'm just a kid mm-hmm. and first of all that song is a banger but oh absolutely and later. i play that song for maya my nanny kid uh-huh. i play that for her now i have a video uh-huh. of myself playing it for her oh, actually man. so anyways this so this technically isn't the 90s anymore by the way we're in like 2004 This is what we meant in the first episode where we talked about some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about is stuff that happened in the 2000s. Yeah, we just are a product of the 90s. Right. So it's relevant. Right. Don't come for us. (laughs) It's going to happen throughout the rest of this podcast, so just let it go now, okay? (laughs) Anyways, so Simple Plan, I'm Just a Kid, played in the movie, thought it was awesome, and then I was was obsessed with Jacob Smith. I thought he was so cute, so I Googled him, or whatever you do to search for a person back in 2004. I guess I, you just Googled him. Yeah, I guess Google was there, but they didn't have, like, social media or anything, so I found his, like, fan website, and there were all these little video clips of him, like, doing stuff, just, you know, normal people things. And I remember he was probably 13 or 14 at the time, but there was a video of him driving a car. So it was like, oh, my God, he's driving a car. He's not old enough to drive a car. But in the car... Oh, my God. They were playing Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous by Good Charlotte. Okay, but how did you know that? You obviously did not know that song at that point. No, I didn't. And, like, they didn't have uh, Shazam, Shazam or whatever, so I had to Google like, the hey, lyrics. Siri, what is this song that's playing right now? <laughs> so, basically, like, I guess I looked up the lyrics or something, found the name of the song, and I said, Mom, I want this CD. And we went to Target, and she bought it for me. Honestly, thanks, Marianne. Seriously, you're the real MVP. But basically, can you imagine a 12-year-old girl going from listening to country music with your mom in the car to an album that had... Just Google the back cover of The Young and the Hopeless by Good Charlotte, that album. Because it's like a black and white picture. Like, they're all, like, you know, looking hard and stuff. And Benji has mascara tears and, like liberty spikes that are easily a foot tall maybe not that tall but they're tall i just as a mom i can't imagine she's not a mom i'm not a mom but like (laughs) putting herself in the shoes of our mom from the perspective of a mom can you imagine like your kid being like mommy will you buy me this cd and like that's what's on the back of it and my mom was like uh okay but like i'm gonna have to like vet this first before you can listen to it there was one song on there that we weren't allowed to listen three. to. There were three. Oh, three? Yeah. I only remember one. So basically, it took her a while, too, to listen to it. Like, I had to keep reminding her. I was like, can you listen to it now? Like, I want to listen to it. <laughs> and I had to skip songs three, five, and seven. And I was a good little kid, and I did every single time I listened to it up until I was probably in, like, late middle school. I skipped those songs. Wow. I actually did the right thing. But anyways, my love for Good Charlotte went from like zero to a hundred in about 0.4 seconds like it turned into a full-on obsession Mm -hmm. i 
decorated my room with every single picture, poster, magazine cutout, everything that I could find with any of their faces on it, even if it was like the size of a quarter. And it was every inch of her wall ended up covered with posters. It looked like wallpaper straight up. I had yellow walls and you could not see the walls anymore. Um, on that, in and that there were even probably room. some on the ceiling, weren't there? Uh, probably, I'm sure. Um, but so at that point, I had sort of like dedicated different corners of my room to different things. Like I had the whole Good Charlotte corner because they were like my like number ones, and then I had a wall that had Simple Plan, and then I had a wall that had like all the other bands that I liked, like Yellow Card, Newfound Glory, Blink One Eighty Two, like those bands. Mm-hmm. And then I had behind my door was where I had the Orlando Bloom stuff. <gasps> oh, I remember those posters. I forgot uh-huh, you even had those uh-huh. up. I had like one of him just normal, and then one of him was Legolas. Yes, because Chef's I mean, Bay. like that was the king. He was beautiful. But the Good Charlotte thing, like, it was crazy. And I remember in seventh grade when their, I guess it was their third album came out, The Chronicles of Life and Death. And they had... What a good album. They had a life version and they had a death version. And I bought both of them twice because I wanted to listen to both of them. And listen, the difference was one song. It was one bonus track. There are just two different songs at the end of both albums and so I also wanted a copy of them that I was going to keep sealed like I was like trying to like collector's item the shit no one I'm sorry no one wants to collect a good Charlotte album like no offense I I still love this band but ain't nobody trying to collect those albums and we have Spotify now so right I was gonna say who even has a CD player anymore irrelevant (laughs) I have one in my car we all do um anyways so it was extreme and it was fine You know, and the weird thing is that, like, I was the only person that liked them that I knew. Like, I didn't have a bunch of friends that we all loved the same music. Like, I was alone in this. So I'd have sleepovers with my friends, and I'd make them watch their music videos and listen to the music. And, like, they liked it okay, but, like, they didn't care. You know, it wasn't wasn't the way that I was, and it was very isolating because I was like, okay, why does no – how does no one else hear this the way that I hear it? Mm -hmm. And it was like, come on! Like – give me something but they wouldn't like it was just it was was I not enough for you I definitely got into that stuff was I I didn't do it for you it wasn't you were eight it was not the same that's true it is now now I get real sad I get real sad when you don't like the same music that I like now sorry I feel like our music tastes now have are a little bit different yeah and I'm actually gonna get into that when I talk about like my experience and what I listen to now because there I think there's a reason for that interesting okay So after sixth grade, that was when, like, the emo phase hit hard. Pretty much, I traded all of my, like, t-shirts and flare jeans for, like, band tees and other black tees. Like, bought everything from PacSun, studded belt, just... I actually had my hair at the end of sixth grade. I dyed the tips red with With uh, Kool-Aid, and that did not come out. It stayed forever. So that was pretty fun. That it was cool that my parents let me do that. That was like chill. Mine never took. I remember trying to do it and it would never go. It was only the red that worked. The yeah. other colors wouldn't work. I think I'm sure I tried red. I just don't I don't think my hair yeah. maybe I didn't want to do it. Maybe. Which was really sad for me because I was really trying. <laughs> I wanted to be just like you. Oh, that's really embarrassing because that was the worst. <laughs> well, that was the era of like, you know, they had the music videos on MTV, uh-huh. and we would sit and watch those all day, and I remember watching, like, the used oh, music video. That, man. what is that, all that I've got, that one music yep. video sticks in my mind still to this day. There was actually a music video that played where this girl, I guess, was getting, like, abused by her dad or something, and I 
remember it being on there and for whatever reason that one stuck with me and I don't know what song it was for and I'm sure I tried to find it girl getting abused by dad (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I just wanted to know what the song was I think I probably liked the song or whatever but huh I'll have to look it up but yeah so that's what try to figure it out but that's what we were watching all the time all the time yeah. yeah, it was the we had like this music choice thing on our on the satellite TV, mm-hmm. and you could go and you could search for different music videos and stuff. Yeah, that was good times, and I think so. Like seventh grade, it was still very much like the pop punk, like Good Charlotte, Simple Plan, Blink One Eighty Two, Yellow Card. I was a big fan of Yellow Card yeah. that year. Yellow Card was so good. And then Newfound Glory. That was when the Catalyst album came out, and I loved. I actually got Catalyst on the way to Camp Michael playing off of our our last episode mm-hmm. i they said they on the rules they were like no walkmans allowed which was so weird but what is a is it a radio i thought it was just the thing that you put the cds in no so you could have a cd player but you couldn't have like a a walkman which it was a walkman brand cd player that i had like they're two different things i think so i, I brought it with me is. in the car because i was like i feel like i'm gonna be able to have this here mm-hmm. and i was because i always listen to music on my cd yeah. on my cd player with headphones like the ones that went behind my head oh yeah i remember those i just have vivid memories of like sitting in my camp bunk like listening to music actually at i did it too i used to fall asleep listening to mayday parade at camp michael oh my god that's yeah. so emo I, I <laughs> I'm telling you, I want Holy to be just shit. like you. Damn, made it parade slaps though. Oh yeah, I didn't find them till high school, but that's exactly yeah. Where... I was in middle school. Yeah. So so, anyways, basically in eighth grade is when things started taking a weird turn. Like, I started listening to like more screamo music. Like I I had Under Oath, uh, They're Only Chasing Safety. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't. I think I blocked this phase out. I didn't. Well, I didn't listen to it out loud. Okay. It was all. It was all here. Mm-hmm. So I had that Under Earth album, The Used, had some, like, heavier shit, My Chemical Romance. They're not heavy, but, like, damn, that came out then. And I just wore... I I was, like, a wannabe emo kid. Like, I wasn't emo. I didn't have any, you know, baggage. I wasn't <laughs> sad about shit. But I just, like, wanted to be that, that way so bad. Mm-hmm. And I... I mean, forget our parents for giving us, like, a decent life. Right? God. Ugh. Ugh. How dare you? But anyways, it was just, I don't know. Music was different. I actually, so in eighth grade, I had a friend who was probably more of a music connoisseur than I was. And it was like my mission in life to find bands before her. I hate being in music competitions with your friend. It's the worst. It's awful. It really messes with a friendship. I've been there. And I remember there was this website called Pure Volume. And that was kind of like, um... What's that website now that people use? They're like, oh, listen, look me up on... Oh, uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. It was, like, pre-SoundCloud, but it had more, like, marketing, and you could, like, search by genre and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I found a ton of bands on pure volume. And I'd be like, oh, have you heard of this band? And I was, like, so, so stoked when I found a band that she hadn't listened to. Mm-hmm. Even if they weren't even that good. Oh, seriously, they all sucked. <laughs> but then, like... After that, in high school, like, I never stopped listening to that kind of music, ever. And I, my boyfriend from ninth grade, or, like, the early half of high school, he really liked the same music as me, which was, like, kind of unheard of. So we would, like, find music together, and he told me about a bunch of bands, and those are the bands that I, like, still, like, religiously follow today. Mm -hmm. Like, 
that was when I heard about The Main and All Time Low and, like, those bands. Which, yeah. Which, like, like, shaped a lot of... Maybe not. I guess maybe you were already shaped by that point, but... Well, what I, what I found about them was, like, their sound evolved with me growing up. Mm-hmm. And so whatever, whatever they were releasing at the time was, like, super relevant every single time they had a new album out. Mm-hmm. It was like they were writing it for my life at that point. Yeah. Because we're, like, pretty close to the same age. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're going through the same life things that I am. Right. Um, which I thought was really cool, and I never really thought about that until I was older because back then it was just music that sounded good. Mm-hmm. But then it started to get more, you know, as they grew up, their lyrics got better and they got more, you know, worldly. Mm-hmm. That's when I kind of realized, hey, like, this is why this is happening. But I, I mean, shit, I'll still listen to Good Charlotte now. And I... Started like listening OG to them good when Charlotte. I was 12 years old, and I'm 27. I'm going to be 28 next month. That's 16 years that I have been listening to this band. I feel like in college, I had sort of a brief, like, stint of going back and listening to country music because I was in a sorority, and that's what everyone did. That time of your life really upset me <laughs> so you bad. You never told me. I never knew that I was intolerable. You were not intolerable by any means, but I was just like, this is absolutely not what we were doing together. Bef- because we were already going to concerts and stuff together right? before that happened. The first time we really went to a concert together was... Warped Tour. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Senior, my senior year of high school, that was when we had Unless, the press passes. Yeah. Unless I mean, you, was, came, you came to some with us. Right, like Holiday Parade, mm-hmm. and, which, great oh. times. But we went to we went to see Versa merch together Christmas break my my freshman year of college. Oh yeah, do you remember that? Yes, and that was that was maybe one of the first times that we like really truly bonded together. Yeah, as sisters. I don't know. I feel. And like then we, after that, you were just yeehawed <laughs> all, the whole time, and it was so annoying. Fucking white dresses and cowboy boots and to those football games, huge Ew. necklaces from Francesca. Oh yeah, the statement necklaces. Oh. Ugh. Bubble necklaces, the worst. That was just what everyone did. I was so like. What's weird about me in college is when I was in middle school, I literally didn't care. Like, I cared a little bit what people thought of me, but I wasn't... I was being a certain way because that's what I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in high school, I sort of morphed into, like, whoever I was dating. Mm -hmm. And in college, I was literally just a product of my surroundings, like being in a sorority. I was like, cool, this is what sorority girls do. Like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I'm very then, thankful that sorority life was not like that for us. Yeah. Well, as for soon me, as, I mean. As soon as I left college, I feel like I went back to who I normally am. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like I've been that way ever since. And I guess that kind of happens when you're in, like, a secure relationship and stuff. But, you know, I mean, Anthony <laughs> and I true. are similar, but it's not like I changed to be like him. Like, well, and he never expected you to change. Right. Like, well, he, no one else did either. It just happened. Well, yeah, and it was, you know, he could have easily been like okay well I don't want you to have pink hair right and you were like no I'm gonna have pink hair right and but he never made he never told you not to do it like he just let you be who you were gonna be so you morphed back into the version of yourself where you felt most comfortable right which is and more like with good Charlotte yes absolutely (laughs) with good Charlotte all that goes to say is that like literally finding that one band that one song that one day like straight up changed my whole entire life Oh, I definitely had the same experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Here I go. Let's hit I mean, it. are we ready? Like, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Because I want to talk about that beautiful man. Okay, we'll get there. Okay, so I'm going to start, like, before that fateful day. <laughs> we I love that there. you remember the day. 
I don't remember the exact date, but I know what I was doing. Right. I'm the same. Okay. So the Good Charlotte era came around, right? Mm -hmm. And I was listening to what you were listening to just because I didn't have an identity for myself. Right. Because I was like eight years old. Right. Once I got into be like sixth grade, middle school time, that was like, and I hate this. I hate the fact that like you had awesome music and I got Kesha. (laughs) (laughs) I want a refund on my childhood. I had the worst music on my iPod. Actually, you know what? I had a really good combination of like the worst but also the best music because around that time it was like I was listening to, like I had, I knew every word to pop, lock, and drop it. Oh my god. I really did. R.I.P. Huey. But at the same time, I had The The Rocket Summer. No, The Rocket Summer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that who I'm thinking of? Do you feel? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, The Ready Set, too. I had them, too. But like, Mm -hmm. I had. So I had a mix between just like really not good music, but also some really good stuff in there, too. Like, that's when I started listening to Ann Arbor. Yeah. And uh, The Rocket Summer and All Time Low. I definitely got onto All Time Low at the same time you did. Yeah. I was maybe a little bit later than you were. Mm-hmm. It was... By the time we went to Warp Tour, which was my senior year of high school, you definitely were into them. Well, actually, fun fact, I didn't really know their music that well, and I studied for oh that concert. Oh my god, no way. Yeah. I sat in my room with my headphones in and my iPod, and that's what I would listen to, listen to when I would go to bed, because I remember when I was growing up, you would listen to music going to sleep. So I wanted to listen to music going to sleep, so I listened to All Time Low. Oh, oh my god, I also used to listen to We The Kings, and I counted how many times I said the word whoa. <laughs> it was a lot. They had a song called Whoa. <laughs> yeah, there were, but there were, it was a lot. Damn. So, you know, at that point I was having a lot of, I want to call it like cognitive dissonance, because I was surrounded by these people at school that wanted to listen to like, just really not good music. Like, it was really not good. Yeah. And then I had you, who was pumping me full with this stuff that I honestly really loved, but I couldn't find a way to make those worlds meet. Like, I would try to show my best friends the stuff that you were showing me, and, like, some of it would stick and some of it wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, but welcome I, to my whole childhood. Like, at the same time, I wanted to keep some of it private. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. that was our thing. Oh, no. I didn't want to ever keep music private. Well, sort of I did. Because I was one of I those snobs. I definitely did. I was one of those snobs who were... Like, after the concerts got too crowded, you're like, ugh, too many people found out about them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, when All Time Low went to the amphitheater, and I was like, are you, what is this? Why? (laughs) They did that, like, twice. Yeah. I don't understand why they did that. I mean, yeah, I don't either, actually. They didn't sell any lawn seats, I don't think. filled out. I actually got dropped on, I got dropped on my back, crowd surfing. At an amphitheater, like on concrete. Who knew did to remember? It must have been. I didn't see. You didn't go to that. I didn't go. Mm-mm. I went with my friend Lauren. Mm-hmm. Good times. Anyway, so, but at that point, I had already found out about what I'm trying to get to. Right. Okay, so after that point where I was stuck in this, like, finding music from everyone except for finding it on my own, I was sitting, I remember it was April, my freshman year of high school. I was 15 years old, and I was studying for my end of course tests. And I was on YouTube taking a little brain break and I was listening to, there's this girl group called Cimarelli. And I, they just came up like on the side or whatever and I clicked on the video and it was a yeah. cover of a song. I'm not going to say the title yet, but it was a cover of a song. And one of the comments said, this was almost as annoying as the original. And I was like, okay, well, I got to go find the original. So I went and found it. The song was What Makes You Beautiful by One Direction. And I found the video and I watched it. And from that moment on, my life was changed. I was like, these guys have my heart. Oh, Actually, man. you know what? That's not true. I went from that video. From there, I went and watched the One Thing acoustic video. And that's what really set me over the edge. Yeah. 
And it was Louis Tomlinson that did it for me. And why? He was so cute back then. And then, okay, so the thing that we got really lucky with was that we were just pumped with content Mm -hmm. about this band because they were on X Factor. So they had like the video diaries and stuff where you could just watch like hours of interviews and of them just messing around and being goofy. And so within, you know, a day or two of sitting and just like pumping yourself with all of this content, you're, you know, everything about them, you know, their birthdays, you know, their personalities, you know, their families, you know, you know, everything. Yeah. Because it was that day and it was probably, I think it was 2011 when I found them. It was the end of 2012 when I started liking them. Yeah, so I guess it must have been beginning of twenty beginning of twenty twelve for me. Yeah, and by the time that you got around to it, I was already head over heels gone. Yeah, totally I, fucking I had, gone. <laughs> I had a Tumblr account dedicated towards them. I don't think I I didn't tell anybody about that. Tumblr. There was like one girl in my school who knew about it. She ended up telling people what my URL was, so I had to change it. Ugh, I never traitor. forgot about that. There we had a whole feud though, and I'm not even gonna get into that because we're good now like we ended up going to the same college and we're good now but in high school we like did not speak to each other for a whole year because of this band it's wild because of a boy band we i never like okay well first of all we didn't have that ability when i was as obsessed with good charlotte as you were Mm -hmm. with one direction because well you were also younger right so i first of all i was 12 is that what you meant yeah second of all we didn't have i mean i guess youtube existed but like that wasn't, like, a place where people hung out. Yeah. So all of my... I got my information from <laughs> a Yahoo group email Oh, my God. I forgot list. that you were in that. I was in an email thread for them. It was me and, like, some girls from other places in the world. No idea who they were, where they were from. Don't know what they looked like. It was... We only communicated via email. And we would just email back and forth and, like, chat about Good Charlotte. That's crazy. And, like, these girls would claim them, and I was, like, late to the game, so I didn't get one. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, I could not be a Joel girl because, uh, what was her name? Nikki. Nikki was, like, the head, the HBIC of Mm -hmm. the email group. Mm -hmm. And Nikki was, that was Joel. And, like, we couldn't touch Joel. Yeah, we, like, for One Direction, because it was so big. It was huge. Yeah. You you were, like, hairy girls or Nile girls or... I, I kind of bounced back and forth. Sometimes I started as a Louie girl, and then same I got so far up Harry Styles' ass that I could see out of his mouth. I could taste his food. Yep. It was so bad, honestly. I want to know more about, like, how that manifested in real life. What do you mean? Like, experiences that you had, like, being a fangirl. Like, a straight-up Okay, fangirl. okay, so we'll call it that. I was a closet fangirl, though. I... Like, I tried really hard to be cool. I wanted so badly to be a groupie. Mm-hmm. So badly. Because I ended up, I guess just, like, through meeting people on, like, Twitter or whatever, I ended up, like, being friends with people that were groupies because that was just, like, who I needed to be friends with. You know, you had to do what you had to do. Right. And I'm still friends with some of those girls. I was in one of their weddings. Yeah. Like, I met her through being a wonder like me trying to be a one direction groupie and her being a successful one and I was in her wedding like like last year I love it so uh, the first year that I was trying to like meet this band or whatever I didn't know what I was doing and I tried to stay at their hotel downtown when they were here playing for their show because like if you were going to meet them you were going to meet them at the hotel and you just like were going to pass each other I was 15 years old I was 15 years old what did I think was going to happen 
I'll tell you. <laughs> I, I mean, I know exactly what I thought was going to happen. I thought Harry Styles was going to take my virginity that weekend. <laughs> I really did. And I stayed with, like, some friends from school. And it was like, there were a lot of us. Hannah, stop laughing at me. <laughs> I'm dead serious, man. I'm like 99% sure I shaved and everything. <laughs> I really thought it was going to happen. And... They ended up actually staying at a hotel up the street. Like, we were in the wrong place. Oh, man. But how much so, did y'all pay to stay there? I don't know. I mean, there were a lot of us in that room, so, like, probably not a lot. Okay. There Jesus. were way too many. We slept, like, maybe three at the top of the bed and three at the bottom of the bed. Was it the our... night before the concert or the night after? Before. Okay. Oh, always before. They leave after the concert. Okay. Don't be a rookie. Sorry. <laughs> That's um, not always true. At least for them, it was. For Okay, for them. I was like, and I'll like, have you know, miss. <laughs> we're in Atlanta. So, they weren't going to stay here for longer than they had to. Yeah. They were probably going somewhere cooler, like Nashville or something afterwards. Mm-hmm. No, they normally went to Orlando, actually. <laughs> I remember this still. But anyway, so we ended up at the wrong hotel. So, we were going and standing out. We hated that, too. We were like, oh, we paid to stay in this hotel and we're at the wrong one. So, now we still have to go stand outside of the one that they're staying in. We had to go stand outside of it like losers, like everybody else. We were supposed to be, it was supposed to be one of those things that was like, how are you going to hate from outside of the club? You can't even get in. We yeah. were supposed to be in the club. <laughs> uh, I was not in the club. Plans ruined, man. That sucks. Honestly. Truly ter- so, terrible. I did. However, I did end up meeting Niall Horan. And this was maybe one of my most regretted moments <laughs> of my life. Of my life. And it was going so well, right? So we were... He was walking, there was a mall across the street. Yeah. And he was walking up the street to go to the mall, and we were just walking behind him, like... Wait, wait, can I ask a question? Sure. How did you find out what hotel they were supposed to be staying at versus what hotel they actually were staying at? I, I don't even know. There were people that would like, circulate around. who was the rep- reputable source on that information? Someone who, like, had a family member that was working at the hotel would leak the information to their kid... And, like, the kid would post it all over Twitter. You just that had to wait. That want to work at a fancy hotel so I can be that bitch. So they normally stayed at the W, mm-hmm. which is why we stayed at the W. Right. And then that time they were like, no, nah, we're going to switch it up. Or maybe they found out that it got leaked, so they switched over to the Ritz-Carlton. That Ritz-Carlton ain't shit either. No, it's not. I, it's not a Ritz-Carlton. No. Carlton, Carlton anymore either. What is it now? It's the... I don't remember the name of it, but it's different. Anyway. So, yeah, he was walking up the street to go into the mall, and we were following behind him... And I'm pretty sure we, like, said hey to him, and he was like, hey, guys, and, like, it was fine. And so we were just, we are like, okay, well, let's just go into the mall. He's going into the mall. Like, let's just keep going. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, there's a stampede behind us, and all these girls are running, so he starts running, and then we start running. And I remember calling you, and I was like, uh, we're running. I don't know why we're all running, but we're all running, and I hate this right now. I hate the fact that I'm running. Oh, my God. But I'm running. I could have gotten left in the dust. It wasn't going to make a difference. I was, um, I was working. I think I was working when you called me. What were you doing at that point? Working at Justice? I was at Vineyard Vines. Oh. Mm, maybe I was at the pool. Maybe. I was lifeguarding. Oh, okay. Anyways, I was not there. Yeah, so we ended up running. And that was, like, my first, like, meeting a band member that I was obsessed with. That was my first memory of it. Chasing him down Peachtree Street in Buckhead. It was really sad. That's wild. Really sad. My first experience meeting a band was not that crazy, 
it was it was more like planned out. So when I was in seventh grade, Simple Plan was playing a concert here, and they did like a meet and greet in the Verizon Wireless store at Stonecrest Mall in the afternoon before the show, mm-hmm. which is actually really far away from that venue. So that was kind of a bold move because it was like from two to three, and then and they had, had to get to back downtown to the masquerade to play the show. Oh, and they didn't know what Atlanta traffic was like, huh? I don't know, man. I, God, I they mean, made it. They are lucky they made it. But anyway, so I found out about this via a, an email, because that's how you <laughs> From find that out Yahoo about stream. stuff, in 2005. So I get the email, and I'm like, shit, how, how am I going to get to this? And I tell my parents, and they're like, okay, well, like, we'll see. Like, we might be able to, like, because it was during school hours. And my dad agreed to check me out of school early. So he picked my ass up, drove me d- out to Lithonia to go to Stonecrest Mall. Oh, my God. And we get there, and no one's there. <laughs> like, the store was empty. What time did you get there? I don't know. Like, 45 minutes after it started, maybe? Mm. It was, like, a two-hour window, and it was, like, definitely in the second half, probably. Mm-hmm. But before it was scheduled to end. Which means that there weren't that many people there to, to meet them. I'm just going to throw that out. Sorry, boys. This was really sad. Don't tell them that. But anyways, so I would still wait in the line to meet that band today. Really? Ass. Yeah, I probably would. I regret so much not buying VIP to Good Charlotte a couple of years ago and meeting them because I've never met that band. That's like one of the only bands I've never met. But we're talking about Simple Plan, right? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, so I'm standing around and there's like a couple other girls standing around and we're all kind of just like, what's going on? Like, did they already leave? And none of us want to leave yet because, obviously, like, Simple Plan is still on the premises somewhere. (laughs) And, like, damn it, we're going to meet them. Mm -hmm. And I had, like, I didn't even have, like, a regular poster with me. Like, I I had one of those, like, magazine page posters ripped out. And the edges were tattered. I was going to say, with the edges all, yep. Like, just straight up ripped out of a magazine. So, finally, the security guard comes out, and he's like, hey, are you guys here to meet the band? We're like, yes. And he's like, okay, like, come line up here for me. So, there was maybe seven of us. Oh, my God, I wonder if you were the only people that showed up at all. No, they had already been there, and they had left. Oh, okay. Like, it was already over. Okay. And so, we're, like, waiting in line, and they hand us all tickets to the concert. They had just, like, a stack of, like, free tickets to this concert. Did you go? No, I didn't go, because they only gave me one, and it was at the masquerade, and I was 12. So basically, after a second, like all of our parents stayed out. Like my dad didn't come in with me, and they like That's brought us so weird. <laughs> they brought us all back to this room in the mall. Like I remember these rooms as like you know a security office, but like not really. Like it was like a little conference room. They just had like plastic folding tables. It's like where you would go when like the people who were like, "Hey, would you like to take the survey?" You'd have to go sit in the survey room. I never had to do anything like that. Uh, I got we got free cereal one time for doing a survey. But anyway, so we go back to this room and, like, the guys are in there. And I just remember, like, I thought I was going to faint. My legs turned into jello. I could not speak. I had no idea what was going on. I just had my little CD and my little poster. Aw, little baby I was like, will you, will you sign my poster? And, like, I remember there was a tray of, like, deli sandwiches. I always remember the sandwiches. Yes. And David, who was my favorite member of the band at the time, although Peter is such a dilf now, <laughs> offered me a sandwich. He was like, do you want a sandwich? And I just I just shook my head. Like, I couldn't talk. I could not speak. I just remember walking out of that room and being like, holy shit, I could die 
I could get hit by a bus mm-hmm. and I'd feel like I've lived a good life. Yeah. Because I got to meet Simple Fucking Plan. I am very proud to say that I don't think I ever had that experience. Like a fan, uh, like a, what do you like, mean? I never. Were starstruck? Yeah. Yeah. That was the, probably the only time that I've ever really felt starstruck or at a loss for words of what to say to like a celebrity. Yeah. But it was fine. I was 12. Who cares? Yeah. And it was a cool move of my dad to check me out of school early to take me there. So thanks, Dad, if you're listening to this. They let me check out a school early in high school one time. It was to go to that show, the A Day to Remember an All-Time Low Show. Mm-hmm. Because I needed to be front in line so I could be front freaking row. They did. They really, really, really facilitated us seeing live music. Mm-hmm. I went to the masquerade at least once a month for like several years in high school because my the bands that I like they would play in like October November and then they would play in like March April. Mm-hmm. So during those and times, the October November shows were superior every time. They were because it was way less hot. Too. Yes, exactly. And they, you know, would pick us up from school and they would drive us all the way back downtown. And traffic sucks here, and they didn't care. And they would do it just because. I just remembered. There was a celebrity that I was starstruck about. Oh my god, who? Do you remember when we went to that YouTube? Ah! Swag. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Yes. That's the only person. You though. were starstruck? Mm, I was more so... You just didn't know what to do. Right. I was like, I don't know how to handle myself right now. That's awesome. And it wasn't even him that I said that to. Right. It was his friend. It was his friend. Yes. Because he like... Gave me his information or something. He was like, yeah, message me and we'll talk about hanging out later. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit, swag. Swag. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. It's, it doesn't sound that bad right now, though. Like I, mean, I, I say it all the time now. Just I say, say it, it. Fa- like facetiously, but like for real. Yeah. Anyway, one because of, the most of that. One of the most embarrassing <laughs> moments of my life. And you never let me live it down. We walked away and I just stared at her <laughs> like, like, did you I, really just say that? I, I knew that you were going to make fun of me for it. I knew it. The second it came out of my mouth, I was like, I cannot believe I just said that. Man. Good times. I've even met Harry Styles through a car window. And I still didn't say anything stupid like that. We spent a fair amount of time with Five Seconds of Summer and we didn't say anything that stupid. No. Actually, by that point, I mean, I, what was I going to say? I was like 22 years old. I don't know. Old. You were drunk as shit, though, so who knows? Who knows what could have come out that night? I think I got drunk as shit after that moment. Probably. Because we, I, were, we were pretty chill when we walked into the bar. Yeah. And then... And then we were just not chill anymore. No. I was <laughs> at least like, it was me. I was not chill anymore. I know that I was like that meme, too, where like you think that you're like looking at someone all sexy and like making like cute eyes at them, but you actually look like a goblin. Yeah. Like, the inst- or what you think you look like versus what you really look like means. Yeah. That was me that night, that whole night. And I was going to get a redo for my birthday this year. But thanks, COVID. You're ruining everything. Damn it, COVID. You um, suck. So, yeah, that, my whole experience of meeting Niall Horan, like, kind of, actually, it wasn't even meeting Niall Horan. It was just that experience let me know. You know, in Ham- you don't know this, but in Hamilton, there's a song where it says, I want to be in the room where it happens. I was going to be... In the room where it happened from then on out, all right? I was never going to be on the outside. And if that meant that I had to walk all over my friends to get where I needed to be, I was going to walk all over my friends. I'm really sorry to anyone that knew me back then. I was probably insufferable. Damn. Um, I made friends with the people that I needed to make friends with. I'm still friends. And, like, okay, I say that, but, like, there were some 
they were I, still your friends. There were friends. some genuine good friendships. There were a couple of girls that, like, it was just superficial. Right. But the people that I actually, like, cared about and connected with, I'm still friends with. Mm-hmm. And, yes, that's how it started. I'm really sorry, guys, if you're listening to this. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Yes, that's how it started. That is not how it is anymore, and I love you guys so much, and I would never use you guys for anything ever again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but that included me, like, shutting my friends from school out. Yeah. Like, keeping them out of the room where it happened because, right. you know, I just needed I needed to be cool. You had to be a certain way to be there. Right, and I learned that real freaking fast. Right. And by well, the time... I mean, you... By the time I was going to shows like that with you, like, you were instructing me on how to behave. Which is really crazy. Like, this is what you need to dress like. We're mm-hmm. going to homecoming, bitch. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> we really dressed it up for a couple of shows. There was one, like, one year where we, like, really overdid it yeah. at a show. And then never again. Yeah. We always looked cool after that. I missed that dress that I wore to Five Sauce in 2018. I wore the dress that I literally wore to semi-formal. I wore it to semi-formal. And I wore that to the Five Sauce concert. Stop, really? I'm not kidding. Oh. I know. Yike. I know. But there's a whole process, too. Like, getting the tickets, getting there, getting in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You had you bought your tickets the last day. The last day before, the, like, the day of the show. You bought it on that day in the morning. Because the best seats in the house went down in price, and you could get front row for, like, 150 Right. And I did. I literally got front row seats to One Direction for probably $150 in the morning of the concert. I just want to caveat that I never saw One Direction live. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. I know, it really sucks. Oh, I do want to say, though, that I did see Harry Styles when he was in Atlanta on his first solo tour. And I did not, so we were in the car on the way there, and my friends and Sarah were there, and they were like, yeah, I I feel like I'm going to cry when he plays this One Direction song that he was playing on tour. And I was like, yeah, like, I like Harry Styles, but, like, I'm definitely not going to cry, like, whatever. As soon as it, the lights weren't even out, like, no one was on stage, they just put a, like, an animation up on the Jumbotrons on either side, like, lights were not dim, and I burst into tears. Yeah. And I was it just hysterical. I, just, I was like, oh my god, like this is happening. Like Harry Styles is going to be in this room. It's the energy. Because everybody else around you is losing their mind. No one was though. It was just me. <laughs> Are you sure? I feel like it, it has to be something with the Maybe energy. people kind of squealed because something happened. Right. And that sets you off. That triggered me hard. But it's, no one else. Y'all were all fine. Yeah, I definitely cried when he came out though. Yeah, but that's different. I'm not going to act like I didn't. <laughs> Um, anyways, let me, let me continue with my whole, like, how that shaped my music taste. Yeah, yeah. So, after that, I got into this, I'm gonna marry Harry Styles, no matter if it's the last thing I do, I'm marrying Harry Styles, and so, that was my mindset. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna be into me, though. He might not like that, he might not swing that way. He might swing any which way he wants to, and we love that for him, but I think, because I, I'm not cool enough for him. (laughs) I'm not cool, and I'm also not that cute right now, so I doubt he's going to want to date somebody with thighs like these, all right? Oh so, my god. Even though he said, you still have to squeeze into your <laughs> jeans, I don't think he meant it, okay? I'm calling you out. You're a liar, Harry. Um, anyway, so that included listening to music that he either tweeted about or someone said he liked it. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got into like the 1975 and from there I found The Neighborhood and 
all of those other I was also on Tumblr at this point so it was like I was listening to that angsty music and I'm pretty sure that I found Bonnie Vare from him I think I think that's true that's that's what I think of when I think of you liking Bonnie Vare either that or it was there was a song in a movie I think this is what happened I think there was a song in a movie that I watched back when I was like super depressed mm-hmm. and I liked the song and then I found out that he liked that them. Liked them and I was like all right game over yep and I still to this day sim for that band not gonna lie also, that's how I feel about Luke Hemmings. Like, I feel like we like all the same music. I feel like we would get along. Yeah. Luke I Hemings, think the same way about me. Harry Styles. I just, think we listen just to Just get a, to know me. We listen to a lot of really similar stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's because I was like, I'm going to marry him no matter what. Right. And that meant that I had to like what he liked, and I just did it. That's why... So my our music taste now has kind of gone off in two different branches. Mm -hmm. But those branches are still connected to the same tree. Yeah, like, I'll still go to shows with you and vice versa. Right, like, I listen to... Whenever they happen again. I listen to the band Camino now. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, like, the bridge between Five Sauce and One Direction, if you ask me. Like, it's, like, kind of boy bandy, but, like, still pop punk. It's, like... It all stems from, like, it's, like, the all-time low branch and the five-sauce branch and the One Direction. It all combines in yeah. that one little spot because it just does that for me. I don't I know. I feel like five-sauce really tied that that bridge, too, because five-sauce, like, started very pop-punk. And, like, oh, they're, yeah, they're friends with all the pop-punk boys, like, out in L.A. and mm-hmm. in Nashville and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they also, like, they were the ones who got all the, like, One Direction boy band fans to be into... To be into, like, the pop-punk type of music, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I absolutely agree. But I think that's why, like, my music taste changed the way it did. Because of, like, listening to stuff that molded me in a different way. What's funny now, though, is, like, All Time Low and the band Camino have a song together. I know. And that's, like, such and an the interesting... the band Camino was touring with Five Sauce. Uh-huh. It's just an interesting fusion. Like, it's all a very small world now. Uh, the band Camino toured with Dan and Shay, too, which was another mm-hmm. direction that my little music branch decided that it was going to go into. Right. So, yeah, it's it's weird how a lot of the stuff that we listen to, while it's different, it still kind of gets intertwined. Right. And, like, you like water parks, which is managed by good, the people that were in Good Charlotte, mm-hmm. and it all, it all connects, but it definitely, like, it stemmed from that one moment in time where everything changed. Right. For Mine just happened us. to be, like, when I was 15 years old, and then it was on the bus. Right, it kind of surprises me that you were like that old when you first had that moment cuz I was a child. Like I said, before that I was given Kesha and like <laughs> other people like it was not good. Right. I think but you never through... you never felt that with like the bands that I listened to because it wasn't mine. Well, yeah, but I didn't, you know, I didn't claim. I mean, I loved Cartel. Yeah. I would listen to the Cartel and the Starting Line CDs all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I would listen I listened to Ann Arbor I think a lot more than you did. Yeah, I didn't really listen to them at all, honestly. I found it through your music. Like it was on our iTunes and so I put it on my iPod. Weird. Yeah. And I loved it. And I still do. I love y'all. <laughs> also some of the nicest people I've ever met. Very true. But yeah, so that's just it all comes back full circle. Yeah. I think. And like that I don't know, that like obsession. Like when I like a band, I like a band hard. Same. And I can't just, like, it's like that, um, that TikTok song that's, like, I can't like it in a chill way. <laughs> yeah. That's me. Yeah, that's Literally very true. Me. That's very true. And that's with not just music, but, like, everything. So. Yep. Whatever. This is me. Take it or leave it. <laughs> yep. I agree. All right. Well, I feel like that pretty much covers our experience with boy bands. If there's a band that you were, like, gung-ho, die-hard, 
would take a bullet for, let us know. Send us a DM. We want to hear, like, the craziest shit that you guys have done to, like, meet a band. Oh, I need to get tickets to a concert. We just need to make sure that we're still normal. Yes. Please tell us you relate. Tell us your stories. And um, make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at 90sgirlpodcast. Um, We have a website as well. And you can find links to everything on our Instagram. It's just easiest to go through Instagram. Thank you guys for listening. Again, we are so excited about this podcast. Like we said in our last episode, we have lots of ideas. Mm -hmm. So we're going to try and pump some stuff out as regularly as we can and just keep it going. Yep. If there's any topics that you would like covered obviously send us dms and we want to hear your stories and things that matter to you guys just as much as they matter to us we're mm-hmm. we want to talk about all that stuff so absolutely all right if you enjoy this please 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 rate and review us in the itunes store and we will catch you guys next time bye, bye.